0: Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Dan Stevens returns to talk about season two of the heady mind trip that is Legion. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused, and welcome to Sammy.
1: Thank you. Hi, Sammy. Hi. Uh,
0: We have Dan Stevens back. Sammy, I know you're a fan. Yeah,
1: and again. What? I want, oh, we just left 10 minutes ago.
0: That's a hallmark of the show. People, People love it when... You I walk in right after the guest. I leaves. literally
1: texted you and was like, "I'm here."
0: I had the phone off because I was talking to Dan Stevens. Oh,
1: okay,
0: understood.
1: <laughs> and then, how long did you wait till you turned it back on? And after he left, all to say, allegedly, Dan Stevens was just here.
0: He definitely was, and he was a delight as he always is. As always, uh, season two of Legion going strong on FX. Uh, we talk about that show extensively. What a, I and mean, we just had Aubrey Plaza in recently.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what a crazy. Like bizarre show that, and I'm so happy that that we live in an age where these kinds of shows can find an audience and and succeed. And certainly, um, Noah Hawley, the creator of that show, who also did the amazing Fargo TV series, is certainly uh, an artist that I'm always curious about. And he's. He's found a great collaborator in Dan. Dan actually is uh, going to be working with him on his feature film debut, uh, mm. Pale Blue Dot. Uh, that was just announced uh, as we taped this today that Dan's going to be starring in that alongside uh, Natalie Portman. So that's something to look forward to yeah. as well. Yeah, that's
1: cool um,
0: Dan is, sadly, I found out, not a New Yorker anymore. No! Yeah, he left... He left. Well, he sh- said that. Well, they're shooting Legion in L.A. now, and they just didn't, uh, you know, for the, for the family. He's got kids, the wife. He's trying. He's a good family man.
1: Yeah, those L.A. kids grow up. Look. He- so much better than you New York kids. You New York kids grow up. Perfect. This <laughs> yeah. is an
0: example. Of, yeah. He saw me and he was like, I'm not raising oh, my gotta kid get, like that. I got
1: to <laughs> get him out of here. They're so neurotic.
0: <laughs> He'll be back. He's going to come back once. Come the- back.
1: He'll do some theater, hopefully. Exactly. Love that. We know he can sing.
0: We can. We do know that. Of course, he started in Beauty and the Beast. This is the first time he's been on the podcast since Beauty and the Beast came out. Uh, so we uh, talked a bit about that and. Uh, he's a, he's a really, he obviously he's got this like great voice. He He's done a lot of voiceover work. He's, he he told me this is very endearing. He talked to me about how he's, he's been reading his kids, the Harry Potter books and doing all the voices.
1: Oh, I would love to get an ear in on that. I was saying, (laughs) how cool is that? He's got to
0: monetize that shit.
1: Seriously. (laughs) I would pay to hear Dan Stevens read Harry Potter. Of course you would. Shit
0: um so he like
1: calls up emma and he's like hey can you do the hermione part for him (laughs) pretty much they love it when you do the hermione
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so yes a a fun entertaining entertaining uh, catch up with dan stevens who's always welcome here and as i said yeah legion going strong in season two always too much tv to go around i just finished i haven't finished yet what i'm one episode behind on cobra kai
1: I saw you <laughs> tweeting about this. Why are you
0: judging? You're I judging. Did,
1: I, did, I am not.
0: I really like Cobra Kai. I, I, I have one episode to go as we tape this today. Uh, this is. I don't course, know what it is. You don't know about this?
1: No. Oh. Uh, this isn't judgmental. This is questioning. This is ignorance. Yes, um, exactly.
0: Cobra Kai is uh, the follow-up to The Karate Kid.
1: Oh, the Jaden Smith
0: one, right? No. My that's, Karate Kid. That's <laughs> my
1: Karate Kid.
0: <laughs> Hashtag My Karate Kid. No. <laughs> Ralph Macchio, William Zabka from the original oh. are back. And it is a very smart take oh, on... So
1: you're nerdy ass no, 80s brain is like exploding i'm not
0: alone it's already been renewed for season two it's very it's very well done actually it's a smart concept in uh kind of revisiting those two characters who still have a rivalry all these years later um and it's on youtube red the first time i've ever
1: interesting i've never
0: watched anything on youtube red so they hooked me on that and uh yeah that's my latest thing you and you've been catching up on the smarter stuff
1: correct well this is like high tv season we are ready to that's go too
0: much what are you watching so,
1: Hand handmade styles back.
0: See, I think I'm gonna wait till it's all done, and then because I, 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 you'll find no bigger. I loved the first season, loved it.
1: You you thought it was like so super funny. funny, super funny, <laughs> <Yeah>. super funny. <laughs> My favorite Elizabeth that's, Moss comedy. Yeah.
0: That's the world I want to live in. Yeah,
1: I just find Josephine so attractive <laughs> in it. I'm like,
0: There's a yeah. the guy that gets it.
1: Yeah, oh, <laughs> Shakespeare. Uh, so I did like I waited for the first three. And then I was just like, oh, fuck it, I can't. So yeah. I watched the first three all at once. Okay. And now I'm on the weekly, okay. which is tough. But I also like to, I found, watch it again and mm-hmm. read about it. Um and wh- there's a lot.
0: Yes. No. Agreed. And the other show you're watching, I heard, is similar to that. I'm the
1: other show is I have to do a lot of studying. Westworld.
0: It, so is Westworld as? What, have you it, ever
1: watched yeah. any of them? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I watched season one. Okay. So compared to season one for me, because I'm, I'm
1: it's very, in terms of like the structure, it's very similar. Yeah. Where you don't exactly know what time and where you are and stuff. Okay. Um, but this time you're a little bit more equipped to be looking for that stuff. Okay. Uh, but it's still very much like there's a lot happening, but you don't really know exactly what's going on. Okay. Um, so that's another one. Shout out to uh Vulture for their wonderful the recaps episode recaps. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You need I that. Like those. For a show like that, you do need
1: I need that at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I will definitely watch both handmates.
1: And Tale Evan and Rachel Wood is just love her. we love her. She's a she's a friend of uh Josh's, she's a friend of mine. <laughs> but I just she's like not only just a statue, like a beautiful piece of art, but she's so good. I just, I've become a very big uh, uh, Evan Rachel. I was going to try to abbreviate, and then I was having trouble ERW. with it. ERW? Did big you, ERW Did film. you watch the... Uh, and the, James Morrison, obviously.
0: What, what about the, um, when she sang for that that fake, uh, when they were going to spoil the whole season? Did you see that? Or the, um, the The... You know the never gonna give you up song. The oh. uh, did you see her sing that? No. Oh, you need to look this up. Okay. What do they call that? Um, uh, Rick roll. Uh, yeah, rickrolled. You yeah, got right. rickrolled. Rickrolled. So they were go- they they talked about how they were gonna spoil the entire season before the season came out. Uh, ahead on Reddit, and the the producer said that. And then instead of doing that, they, so they sh- they put up the video, and you think they're about to like summarize the entire season, and it cuts to Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> Uh, and Angela Serafin, I forget, I'm getting her name wrong. She's on the show as well. Uh, she's on piano. She's like a concert level pianist. And Evan Rachel Wood singing uh, Never Gonna Give You Up. I it's, love that. It's amazing. You'll love it. And she's the most beautiful voice. She's like insanely uh, talented.
1: You're acting like um, <laughs> the movie that I can't remember Across the name the of Across the Universe yeah. isn't one of my favorite movies. One
0: of your favorite movies you can't remember the name of?
1: Yeah, I'm getting older. I'm 30 now. <laughs> Although, Jim Sturgis, I'm still waiting for a big Jim Sturgis vehicle. Well, he was—he just had a TV series, too. I'm still waiting for that <laughs> big Jim Sturgis vehicle. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Mm. Um Anyway. Anywho. Speaking of wonderful television, uh, check out Legion, uh, now on FX. Still a few episodes left to go in season two. Mm-hmm. And uh, support the good work of uh, uh, just a, a lovely, a lovely man in Mr. Dan Stevens. We're sad that he's left New York, but... He's still a New Yorker. They
1: always come back. you will be back. back.
0: Uh, Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy Set Confused on iTunes. Spread the good word. And enjoy this chat
1: with Dan Uh, Stevens. Still going out to you, Dave Franco and Allison. Allison Brie Franco. (laughs) Still waiting for you to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks so much.
0: They don't have to put their own name on it, but we'll know. Yeah, they do. Okay.
1: I think it it would help. They have a strong celebrity name. It could be good.
0: Close season two coming soon. Dan Stevens, back in the office, back on Happy Second Fuse. Good to see you, man. Nice to see you. Uh, we're talking about uh, audio equipment, your, yeah. your delicious voice uh, being yes. used to entertain your children. Yeah. You know, he, you, you once did a... Uh, you narrated... My, my brother does a show called Once Upon a Time on ABC. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. did one of the kind of like comp show like narration I things. I did because...
2: Um, now, who's the the regular... I can't remember who narrator they... narrator used... was somebody like...
0: I know they used the um, guy that does the Harry Potter books at one point point.
2: Yeah. and I Who was know. it? Oh god, his name is going to escape me. But yeah, he was I don't know, on holiday or something <laughs> so they they like caught me up. And um oh god, it's going to it's going to kill me who it was. Frank, not Langella. What, is it
0: what, what realm is he British from? Actor. British actor. Brilliant like I'm going to look it up while we talk, yeah. okay, so oh. that we don't, so it doesn't kill us. I but you,
2: But you're, you're a man that likes uh, to have their way around a microphone. I do, yeah. I've always thought I, if I, in another life, or maybe in a forthcoming life, I will, like, do a sort of radio thing. I feel very happy in a radio studio.
0: Yeah. My first love at, in college was um, radio. Absolutely. I, yeah. I hosted uh, a talk show like this for really? my college, college radio station. Th- I, I loved wish it.
2: done that. So much fun. I don't think there was such a thing at my college, but maybe there was. It was a
0: really. I, had, I was at a tiny school, and I really I knew how to like game the system, like where um, it was an NPR affiliate, and I would. But, like, 400 people would maybe listen. But I would tell people Stills. when I was booking guests, I would be like, yeah, we're an NPR affiliate between Syracuse and Rochester, New York, which is all true.
2: You just say NPR and everyone's like, great. Next yeah. thing I know, I had Jimmy Carter on the phone. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's I guess the English equivalent would be, like, a BBC or something. And you right. just go, like, yeah, I mean, the BBC member. Right, and, right, right, right. go, great, oh, yeah.
0: I can't do two Maybe. things at once. So we're just going to no. have to know this. It doesn't time. matter.
2: It's going to come to me about three quarters of the way through the okay. interview, and I'll just say his name randomly. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking at your list of names on the wall. The New Yorker. He's, he's not on there, I don't think. So wait, you were
0: just saying so, uh, listeners know I've got the New Yorker list that always comes up. Uh, Dan's been here before, so he's familiar with this list. He's on there somewhere, but you have just told me,
2: and this really upsets me, Dan. I know you left us. I don't qualify. You're going to have to wipe me off the wall. Yeah, well, they moved Legion to L.A. And we shot the first scenes in Vancouver, and mm-hmm. I was still living in New York at that point. And when they moved us to L.A., I and my wife decided that it was not fun being the other side of the country from each other for long periods of time when I was working on a crazy show like Legion. This so we've all gone down there for so, a bit. But I suspect we'll be back one day. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. So... Um yeah, because you moved. You moved to New
0: York. We talked about this last time. After after Downton, you did the play here. And was it a concern, was it a decision like I'm going to do the play and I'm going to live here for a time, or was it just sort of did it just kind of develop? I mean,
2: I'd always wanted to live in in New York. I I always used to come over here from from London to kind of get my fix, and I always dreamed of living here. And in the course of doing the play that that brought me over here, I met Scott Frank, who mm-hmm. was directing a film called Walk Among the Tombstones. Um, that shot in Brooklyn pretty much straight after the play. And that afforded me the opportunity to move here and spend a bit more time here. And so, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, there's one movie. Let's see what else comes. And then, yeah, we just decided to sort of stick around. And it seemed like a good time to maybe not be in England. Um, And so you know just to take a bit of a break from that and and explore over here and it's just been that's been like that for the last six years really just so
0: how, how's the acclimating to la uh treaty have you ever lived there for a long period of time not
2: this long no no i mean i've spent time yeah. there but um no it is is different when you get there and i mean it's great to be back in new york because i every time i come back here i'm like oh yeah this is great but there's a lot of people here yeah you forget that <laughs> I forgot how many people are in this place it's there are really, really dozens. insane it maybe hundreds yeah and and also in sort of new pockets like even in the few months since we've left like areas like dumbo mm. has just like, it's gone bananas like there's no empty spot of new york it's all no. been it's, and and even bits of greenpoint that i love are kind of being colonized and it's sort of you know um so that kind of old industrial right. brooklyn is really being chipped away um you know, with good reason you get the best view of Manhattan from over there. And so yeah. there's lots of buildings popping up left, right and center, but I, anyway, it just, it only takes a few months for New York to just completely right. transform. Um, and you I can, still love coming back here. And I think, you know, I'm always going to be coming through for one thing or another. And totally. So, yeah. Uh, well, this
0: is a good problem to have because, uh, you know, since we last had you on the podcast, Legion is now deep into its second season and, yeah. and, and it's found an audience. And I mean this in the best possible way. I'm kind of shocked. I, I love the show, but I'm shocked that there's an audience for it in some ways. Do you know what I mean? I,
2: I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope you take that in the spirit it's meant. I think so. Yeah. And I, I hope it has found an audience. I mean, I, certainly the the people I know who are watching it seem to be really getting a kick out of it. Um, I guess I mean, it is what, what, what? so different. It's so bizarre, and I, I was fully prepared. And I think with my sort of pessimistic British hat on, I even after the pilot, I was like, "Oh, this this might be too crazy." Like if right. the, if the network came back and said, "Like, yeah, this is not going to season," I yeah, I I would have understood. You know, if right. I like it's like I, it's was, like nothing else on television. Yeah, yeah. and I, it's like why you know, it, it it was a huge leap of faith on FX's part to to give that money to Noah and say, okay, go and make something really weird and really beautiful. And, you know, and then to do it again, you know, so even after the first season, I was like, well, maybe that was too weird, you know? And then we did the second season. The second season is even weirder and more beautiful. I think than the first, Um, you know, will they, will they be crazy enough to give us a third season? I don't know. But, um, you know, each time around, it's like, I would fully understand (laughs) if, you know, because yeah, there's nothing to compare it to really. And, I mean, I guess there's like there's like Twin Peaks kind of in in it's that the closest sort of analogy in world of weird. Not yeah. I mean, they're not that similar, but in terms of how disorienting it can be yes. to watch, it is. But Twin Peaks is not something that's going to run and run for like twelve seasons. It's like it'll do one here and maybe it'll do another one in ten years. Right. or something. I don't know, but but yeah. So to have a sort of recurring recurring series like this that is so like willfully weird and beautiful. It's so unusual that yeah, yeah i mean each, each time around it's um it is it's a leap of faith but i'm i'm loving it and i love that people are getting a kick out of that i mean there are some people who are watching it and just going this is too weird and it's like that's <laughs> fine there's 499 okay. exactly. other shows for you to go watch but you know i think it's i think it's great now that there's there's space for that and legion really demands that as a as a character and as a little corner of the x men universe yeah it's very strange it's very weird and every time that character comes into the mix really, really epically weird stuff happens, you know?
0: Well, it does share one, in one aspect, some commonality, I feel like, with Twin Peaks, and that, like, so much of television uh, is, like, plot-driven, right? And there's certainly plots to chew on, needless to say, in Legion, but it's experiential. It's it's mood. It's as much as it is, like, reading the Wikipedia list of the events that have happened.
2: Yeah, it's not an A A to Z kind of... And it is very much an experience delivery device. It's not not delivering a kind of you know a conventional narrative. Although as you say, there is there is story underlying it. I think what you find in this season is it's getting very texturized. You know, mm-hmm. it 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 allows the time in the middle of you know what might be this in a, in another show the sort of chaotic dramatic climax of of a season. You'll suddenly just look into a character's backstory, and and I feel like the last three hours really have been taking quite a deep exploration of three of the, you know, the the key female roles right. in the show, which is in itself great and quite unusual and, you know, worth mentioning, I think. Um, and particularly that Sid episode where you kind of go in and just sort of, just look at where she's come from. And, and that, to me, felt overdue. Um, and then the, the following week to look at Lenny and, you know, what the hell's going on with her and, and that, that whole story. Um, and it's just great to watch... Because, I mean, I I can only sort of really speak from my own perspective sure. on the show, which is just, like, undeniably fun and challenging every single week. Um, I'm always hopeful that everyone else is having as good a time as I am. I think, you know, <laughs> like, I, I probably get, m- like, my the lion's share of the crazy stuff to do. But it's been really fun this season to watch other people join in with that. So you have, like, Katie Aselton in the last right, right, episode, right. you know, getting to join in all these sort of multiverse characters and playing older and weirder versions of herself. And then, you know, I thought that that episode with with Aubrey, where she kind of comes back and is interrogated, was outstanding. And, you know, some of the best work I've ever seen her do, I think. I, she was she
0: was just here a couple of weeks ago, actually. And she, yeah, just, she was pretty frank and kind of like, I think she had mixed feelings about sort of where her character was going in this season. I don't know if she expressed that
2: to you. Yeah, she I mean, always has mixed feelings about a lot of things. Yeah. Movie, but yeah. <laughs> and she would never be... Yeah, she's just not the sort of person who would go like, "I was awesome in that," like right. you know. And I right. and that's that's that is for me to say and not for her to say. But you know, I really think she was, and I think you know Rachel Keller in that in yeah. that fourth episode was just, it was just such a different. You just saw such different sides of people who you've already been working with and admiring their work. But then we're just given such great writing to chew on and 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 you know such interesting challenges each week to sort of explore and develop. And and I hope it's entertaining everyone else as much as it's entertaining me, you know, cause you know, there is just never a dull week on the show.
0: So you, you would uh, it's safe to say you enjoy seeing the final product because like shooting this, I mean, reading, it's one thing shooting. It must be another thing, but then seeing, uh, the result must be a whole nother. It is. And I don't,
2: I don't think I've enjoyed watching anything back as much, you know, um, I mean, I guess there's sort of beauty and the beast of it all, where it's just like, Rekt. okay, well, what we shot was just so different. <laughs> and, like, I was just very hopeful that it worked. Just the end relief would that different. it worked. Yeah. With Legion, like what we shoot is great. And if you were to put it together how we shot it, it would be pretty, pretty great. Um, but what they do with what we do, is just so mind-blowing and, and, you know, you do a whole scene and you realise that it's actually taking place inside a marble or somebody's eyeball <laughs> or ear hole or whatever, you know. It's right, just right. like, oh, okay, they've done that with it or they've turned it upside down totally. or they've put this music over it. or You know, and it's not even that effect's heavy. It's actually, you know, the effect is more in its arrangement in, in, in like, juxtaposing scenes and, and just putting things in such a context where your brain is doing half the work, mm. you know, and you're laying narrative on stuff and... Actually, in that last episode, you know, they're borrowing stuff that we had either used in first season or or stuff that, you know, maybe hadn't been used. But, you know, parts of scenes that were used were brought in and it just kind of deepens the whole thing. And and I don't know, it's it's such an interesting structure to the whole thing. Um, And it is slightly terrifying being part of something that's so, you know, it's breaking new ground and, you know, it's very experimental because... Yeah, there's no there's no way of saying, well, you know, this is going just as well as... Right, there's Breaking to, Bad or no, whatever. No, yeah, like, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. like... There's it, no, template. no it's, there's
0: nothing, you know, so... <laughs> you're, you're like uh, Patrick McGowan on The Prisoner, like, 40 years ago. Like <laughs> There's a lot what? of
2: prisoner references in the leash, actually. That, yeah. Um, I mean, that show must have blown people's minds at the been, time. done, right? right? Yeah, yeah, in that sort of, you know, just the weirdness factor. And I think, you know, it's a fine line to tread because we don't want to... I don't think you actively want to alienate right. your audience, but at the same time you don't want to nobody wants to spoon feed with this kind of thing and and you just want to sort of you want to entertain really and I think if you're engaging people and people are like you know actively asking what is going on like that's a good question to be asking yeah 5 episodes into something um, you know and hopefully by the end there'll be some clarity yeah. again not too much because it would be great if we could keep going and you know um but uh, but I just love the playfulness of it I've always wanted to be on something that's as as kind of cheeky with its audience, and and yeah, just very inventive. Yeah, and you, you and Noah
0: clearly have
2: you found a
0: a collaborator that needless to say you trust you. You're going to be. It sounds like you're going to be working with him again on a feature that I he's directing. Am. Right?
2: Yeah, first feature um, he's directing this summer um, with Natalie Portman and John Hamm as he beats. And uh, yeah, I will be staying Earthbound for this one. Right, um, <laughs> which will be nice actually. It would just be you know. Uh, in itself, it'll be a departure for me to sort of <laughs> Wait, play one t- character who <laughs> stays so on that's earth. That's all I have to do. And, okay, you know, yeah. Has some some relationship issues, right. uh, you know. Um, but not but it's, a, it's a really beautiful script, and, and yeah, terrific role for her. And um, yeah, it's, it should be that should be really fun. I have think you in, have uh, you picked
0: his his brain about this uh, Doctor Doom project that he's uh, he's hatching up? Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, can't believe he's the, got that
2: cooking. The as mind well.
0: boggles of what he's going to do with that. Too. I know.
2: Yeah, there's so many things. Up in the air at the moment, but yeah, yeah, I'll find out. Um, yeah, no, it strikes me like
0: uh, I, you know you were talking about sort of like it's great that there's this that there's this part of the Marvel universe that can exist as well. Yeah, I literally just came from seeing Deadpool two this morning. Oh, how is it? It's good. It's good. Great. I mean, if you love like Deadpool, I like Deadpool. It goes for broke. Yeah, <laughs> it goes yeah. for
2: it, man. That's good. Um, I mean, that in itself is a that's a, a movie that's kind of being very cheeky in its own corner of yes. the X Men universe, and yes. I like it. You know, it's a sort of I guess it's a weird cousin of of Legion in some ways. Yeah. Legion's probably not quite so self aware. This is um, true, you know. Yeah, I don't want to ruin anything, but there's some nice surprises in yeah. this one, as you could imagine. I haven't managed to work in any Downton Abbey gags like the region yet, but I love season six, it feels maybe. like that's, maybe yeah. that's where you go. Yeah, I love how he just like goes through and just like dissects his own career <laughs> right. through that role. Totally, it's pretty special. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are there is it is it analogous in any way to the Downton experience? The region, yeah. Are there any possible no, parallels? I, I
2: think there couldn't be anything. I was going to say much yeah. more different. It's almost like the there parallels. are cameras. There are, yeah, there are some cameras, although they've got some very weird lenses on them sometimes i don't know um no not really it's, it's, it's just a world away yeah yeah i noticed that you uh i know
0: you you have kind of a love hate uh maybe mostly hate thing with social media um, but you have but you have embraced some of the fan art which is, must be s- yeah. sweet and, instagram
2: and... i don't mind because it's mostly visual and you you're not quite so um like confronted with the like the responses out there, you know, what, what should I say? Like, <laughs> no, no, you, you, I don't know. I, yeah, it's, it's just,
0: easy to, it's a weird to, world To out not there, but... see the negativity on Instagram. It, 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 it's like, it's all, it's just sort of like the prettiest food
2: and places people are going and yeah. you're not seeing. And the... like, and I, I just like taking weird pictures of weird stuff sometimes <laughs> and I'll just put that up and whatever. Like, I, don't yeah. know, I just feel like posting it. Um, sometimes it has to do with the show a lot recently. Um, but yeah, some of the fan art for this show has been really, really cool. And, that in itself just makes me very happy like yeah. any any piece of art that exp- like in, inspires people to to go out and experiment and and try yeah, doing their own stuff and there's some incredibly talented fans out there who have yeah have just kind of really enjoyed they really just got the show, and right. they, or they've just been really inspired by it, and that makes me very happy. So yeah, Fan Art Friday has been a been a thing for the last few weeks. Um,
0: I also noticed from Instagram that you share as much excitement about the Bill and Ted
2: sequel as oh, I do. Oh, it's most excellent. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. I was really happy about that. Um, I've been, I've been thinking about that that movie for a while. Like, I don't know are you Bill,
0: are you Excellent Adventure or Bogus Journey? Where would you which was which, which is your favorite? Which is the one with Socrates, or is he in both? I think that's the first one. <laughs> I'm gonna i think betray that's my the... <laughs> lack of knowledge now. That's okay. I want to I think exude... this is the
2: first. So the first one is Bogus Journey. No, no, Excellent Adventure. Oh, man. Bogus Journey is the second. Yeah. Right, here we are.
0: See, the, I, I actually edge towards Bogus Journey because there's more. There's Death. There's uh, um, Wayne. The oh, guy? that's Who's the name? Death one. The Death one. He's so good.
2: Yeah, okay. You've got, I've kind of got to go with that one. Yeah. The seventh seal or the seventh seal exactly, stuff, yeah. exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah, they sort of merge into one giant awesomeness sort of movie. Really, totally. um,
0: it's okay. I once actually interviewed Keanu, and I uh, asked him what it was like to play Bill, and he had to tell
2: me, "I played Ted," <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I lost shit. all cred right there. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Right? Um, but it's no, it's a, it's a hugely influential movie that for people of our generation and. Totally. Um, I, you know, I the fact that I know who Socrates is is probably <laughs> thanks to that, uh, that movie.
0: At Night at the Museum has maybe is like a distant cousin of, of genuinely.
2: That. I watched them when I did Night at the Museum because that yeah. was that in my mind was like the closest relative. Yeah, it, it was actually that like I think about know, it. Some crazy like modern day like going through history, being very irreverent and playful, yep. and like that was yeah, it was directly in, in my mind directly linked. <laughs> I don't know if Sean Levy or Ben Stiller would try no, that, it. but like. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely ripe for a revival. So yeah. When uh,
0: so when, when you were growing up, were you were you watching both American and British TV? What was the yeah, yeah exposed to I, all of it? Well,
2: I would say more American movies. I mean, there was some American TV that came over, but it would be quite. It was odd. It was odd. The sort of shows that made it over and, and the ones that didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, even even sort of lately, like I'd never never seen Modern Family, like things like that. Never, yeah, yeah. Never really made it over there. Um, in quite the same way, but I did, you know, I was watching, like, Twin Peaks. Uh, not Twin Peaks. Um, well, I was watching Twin Peaks, but um, Quantum Leap. Oh, sure. Was I just remember that being, like, a big part of the 80s of, like, sitting down with my mom and watching Scott Bakula do some, like, cra- like what crazy adventure is right. he going to go on this week? Um, a lot of time travel in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Or... The Waltons, you know, like, stuff like that would air. And you're like, oh, well, this is America, you know. <laughs> uh, I got a big shock when I arrived in New York. It wasn't like the Waltons at all. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so it was more like like cinematic influence was big, but TV, yeah, you know, it was kind of I don't know, it was just at the will of the of the, the network commissioners what they could, right. what they could afford <laughs> the or whatever. Exactly. You know. I mean, obviously, things like The Simpsons, you know. For sure. you know um, did you know. spend
0: much time here in the states? Like, when did you first visit? Here? First
2: visited on a on a theater job after I left college. So, oh, wow. um, which was awesome. It was um, we played BAM uh, in a, a Shakespeare uh, production. So I was in my early twenties. So it was like the whole place had only existed in my imagination. And uh, what was the first thing you did when you came to New York? Or the, like, did you t- touristy stuff? What were your first memories of being here? What did I do? I think I just walked yeah. a lot. I was staying with a friend who was studying at Columbia, and we were playing BAM. And I was, I guess, twenty-one at the time, and so could do this without killing myself. But I would walk from Columbia, like hundred and tenth. Over the Brooklyn Bridge, that's a, and for those not to, not, not familiar with
0: New York geography, that's a
2: walk. Yeah, it's like <laughs> at least I would say like a two and a half hour walk, probably. Like yeah, it was a good two hours, I think, at um, least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. These days it would probably take me even longer, but I think like <laughs> but back then I was just like yeah, let's just walk New York, and it's a great, it's an incredible city for walking, and I still definitely. get a huge kick out of walking anywhere here, and so that's what I did. Yeah, I would just walked down like through the village, through you know, and just just walk everywhere and see everything is just it's still a very inspiring place from that point of view totally so um
0: since i think since you did the p- podcast last um we had talked about beauty and the beast but it's now made the gajillion dollars and was the success that we all hoped it would be <laughs> is that so, what it's at now a gajillion i wasn't a math major <laughs> <laughs> so does that does that change your career because it's an odd kind of a job right it's
2: like you know your face isn't in it <laughs> no, no. It's funny how people don't necessarily make the link, which right. is a, you know can be a good or a bad thing. Um, yeah, it probably doesn't whether they like the film. <laughs> yeah, but um, kids probably don't like recognize you on the street <laughs> for no, that at least. And, and what's funny is that, you. So you get a lot of things where like somebody's somebody's mom or or a parent will right. know that I was the beast. Right. And so they you, have to explain you, it. To the yeah. It's so weird... they go out of their way to like explain to this sort of four or five year old it's like that's the beast and then what happens is you just get a tiny child looking at them being like well either my mom is lying or like this is just so weird like that is not the beast and like and, it, and then they just look at you like you're not the beast and like and then, not and then my this beast. is like a standoff where it's like i hate to disappoint this kid but i'm i mean he's kind of right because i'm not like i'm standing there and i'm not the guy and do you have to do the voice then? Do you have to sometimes, try sometimes? You know, or I just like <laughs> roar in their face and scare them, and then that just uh, never just, a good it all, thing. It never ends well. Yeah, um, but yeah, I you know, awkward standoffs with four-year-olds is really not what I signed up for. Um, <laughs> But uh Amazing. yeah, that happens sometimes.
0: <laughs> Have more uh performance capture or musical opportunities come your way since then?
2: A little bit. I mean there's there's a bit of music um in in Legion, which is right. <laughs> um forth, forthcoming, I think. Um and yeah, I would say I would say yeah. I don't know about the motion capture quite, but there's there's definitely a couple of things sort of you know, these I mean these things are so like in, right. in the distance, some kind of them, of yeah, um, yeah. in terms of their development, but I, I love that way of working. I would definitely embrace something in that world again, if only to have awkward standoffs with, <laughs> with kids who are like, "You're not the guy. You're not the beast. My mom's lying. Mommy, that's not the beast. You take him away." <laughs> um, do you do voices but,
0: for your kids? Are you, an, yeah. are you are you an entertaining dad in that way? I would I think you've got think some skills. So.
2: I, mean, we, I I'm enjoying reading them the Harry Potters. Um, what happened was I read the first like four or five books to my daughter who then learned to read and then read the the finished one. Like she's just finished them all herself. So nice. and now my son is back on them, and we're reading them to him. But he's probably going to learn to read before I get to like book six as well. So I'm probably never going to finish. I've never read six, <laughs> seven, or eight of the Harry Potter. I've read the first Dobby, one twice. Dobby doesn't <laughs> make it. Okay, I, I hate to root it for him. Um, oh um, but they're great fun to read. You know, full of voices. We just started reading Treasure Island. Oh, wow. um, so do you, you know, do you do you go into different voices as you're reading like Harry Potter? Yeah, of course. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm you, should, gonna, you can gonna... monetize this man this is well, I think somebody's already done that. yeah, but they? Still, like, yeah. I think there's I some more to when be they made come around for the, the <laughs> reboot of the audiobooks or something I think Stephen Fry did the British oh did the he? British recordings very well um, I'm sure but uh, I'd still rather read them to them as well and and it's fun as well because they you know they're like what does that mean what? and then my daughter really struggles with spoilers like she she very much wants to him to know that she knows what's about to happen, so we have to kind of put a lid on that sometimes. But, you know, he cuts both but she knows all the spells, and that's and, and that's like prompted a conversation about Latin, which is cool. Yeah, a lot of Latin in a Harry Potter. Yeah, um, which I am never going to complain about. I love, I love a bit of Latin. You're
0: going to take them to the play, The Cursed Child, when they're in New York. If I can get tickets, I mean, <laughs> it's a tough ticket. Jesus, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, you, you got some friends. I'm sure maybe. you could make it happen. Um, pull some expensive strings.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah.
0: Do, do, does, do the kids factor into the jobs you take now, whether that's lifestyle or also the content of the work? Like it sounds like apostles not going to be made for them. We'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about that, but, but I'm beating the beast. Clearly that must be a part of the algorithm too. Definitely.
2: Yeah. I mean that, that was a huge part. And night in the museum as well. Sure. Like, um, and I hope, yeah, going forward, you know, every, every few years I'll make something actively that they can enjoy both visiting and watch back. Cause yeah. that experience is fun too. Um yeah, I think I, I think they do. They do kind of inform choices. I mean, I still want to make things for me and for my friends and and you know, the kind of things that I know um they are not going to be able to watch for a bit, but um but yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a spur in all sorts of ways both to keep working period. Um but also yeah, the the, the choices and the kind of things and even in the I would say, you know, in the things they can't watch, you know, like the apostles and the guests or whatever, yeah. like there's something in them that I still stand by and and want to make not for them, but I I, right. I you know, I, I would want to be able to justify to them in ten, twenty years' time why I did that. Of course. Um, rather than be like, Oh, it's so embarrassing, to, Why did you make this? <laughs> Which I'm sure there will be plenty of those. Um but uh yeah, they definitely they definitely have a part to play.
0: Uh, so I do want to talk about Apostle because I'm very curious. It's a yeah. Gareth uh, Evans' yes. uh, new film, and for those who don't know Gareth's work, I'm just got the raid, the raid 2. I mean, this is hardcore. This, yeah, this is his first English language film, I think. It is. Right? Yeah,
2: he's the he's the only Welsh director <laughs> in the world who has only up until Apostle has only directed in Indonesia. <laughs> It's as far as I know, very specific as far niche. as I know, I, the list is, is short, maybe forgetting one or two, but I have a feeling he's the only Welsh person who's exclusively worked in Indonesia. And and not only in Indonesia, but in like Indonesian Kung Fu films, so using this sort of Asian martial arts style of shooting, right. um, which is in itself very interesting and, you know, a, a style of, of filmmaking that I've not been exposed to. And that he uses a bit in Apostle, I don't want to give too much away, it's not. The Raid Three. I I hate to disappoint people. People think that it's like this huge ruse that we're suddenly going to unveil the Raid raid Three. I wish it's a Cloverfield Um, movie. I sadly don't think (laughs) I have a part in the Raid Three. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's he's just he's a he's a masterful filmmaker. You know, he's you know you only have to watch those those Raid films to be like, oh wow, this guy has both great ambition, great energy and enthusiasm, and, and knowledge of film. But it also just incredibly inventive with his his DP, Matt Flannery, who he's worked with out of college. And they initially went to Indonesia to make a documentary about the amateur martial arts scene. And these guys who were just like working a job nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then at the weekend would go into this club and just do insane stuff and with like really high level martial artists. Um, There's one guy who's in the raid films, the guy with the long hair and the sort of long mustache who uh, during the week makes bras. And then on a... (laughs) Friday night or a Saturday, he goes into just kicks ass, and he's also brilliant. And, and after a point, they were making this documentary, and they thought, "Well, why don't we just make? Why don't we start writing films for these guys? You know, make a martial arts yeah. film, make a star out of this guy." Um, I forget the name of the lead in, but they made Mirantao, which was his first sort of feature. Yeah. Um, and then that guy went on to be the lead in, in the Raid movies, and you know is a huge star in Indonesia now. And that guy who makes bras also features <laughs> as you know. It's just a great. Character actor yeah. who just shows up and, and does some awesome stuff, and they you know they really they play to all their strengths and just shoot in such an inventive inventive way. And and he actually brought some of his Indonesian crew over to Swansea in South Wales um, to work on Apostle, and just having that kind of you know the, I guess the the faith that they had already had in him sure. infusing the Welsh crew, um, and also you know just uh, it's great for Gareth to be able to bring filmmaking to South Wales and there's you know, there's a real boom at the moment in in South Wales, particularly in Swansea and Cardiff. A lot of money going in Paramount have now got a studio in Cardiff oh, nice. and, and Swansea, you know, it's really expanding and it's wonderful. The you know the crew there are amazing and it's a country that I'm very much in love with anyway. I, right. I lived there for a short time growing up and um
1: So yeah, the, it was so a
2: very, very intense. It's experience. not it's not raid three, but it is there's an not, action it's not the raid three there's, yeah, there's a couple of, of of action moments. And yeah, he uses that that style where you never you will never run the sequence, you know, beginning to end. You just, you just piece by piece by piece. He knows exactly what shots. Yeah. He'll previs the whole thing, and you're basically just going in and just like filling in these. Is that for you that as an needs. actor though? I would think like the the the. It's strangely not. Like really? I, I found it. It's much less exhausting because what you do is like okay for this shot. He just, just so focused. He on just one needs thing need like. To, yeah this like one two punch or yeah. something or like a bite or a you know, snap of an arm or something it's just like okay we just need this one kind of sounds like the raid moment yeah it's getting <laughs> it there sounds yeah. like the raid three yeah. and you know we just need this one little beat and so you can put all of your energy into that one take yeah and that one moment and then once it's cut together the energy that you have and you see it in like jackie chan movies or that, mm-hmm. the energy that these guys have from beginning to end now admittedly you watch a jackie chan and actually there's some takes where he's doing like 27 moves back to back, and right. it's ridiculously impressive. But but still, just to have that, you know, a three-minute fight sequence, which you could never possibly shoot in one wide. It right. would just never work. And it wouldn't look as good either. You know, he knows in his mind exactly how he wants it to look, and you're just, like, leaping into that. And I love being in that kind of safe pair of hands where he's just got such great vision for it. And I've seen teeny tiny snippets of apostle and it's pretty it's pretty wild. I'm very excited about it. And that's coming on Netflix in a few months it sounds I think like, so. right? In September, yeah, nice. as far as I know. Yeah.
0: So, how much of the year is taken up now by Legion? Is it like a 6 or 9 month kind of thing or? It's
2: about 5. 5 okay. months. Cuz yes. you did like about 12 episodes heavy. this year or something like that. We did 11. 11. Well, we okay. we we thought we were doing 10 and then it was <laughs> I don't know. For some reason we're doing 11. Now. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um so that does leave you enough time
0: to hopefully a live a little bit of a life and raise children yeah. and sneak in some other work. I mean oh, yeah. I mean Legion yeah. Legion is I mean y- you know it sounds like this is the perfect match for you like you're loving this thing
2: oh, authentically yeah. it's so a, it's it really is like I couldn't I couldn't ask for more from a from a series you know in terms of like day in day out going right. in and being so entertained by you know and challenged by the work I'm being given and, and as an actor I'm just I'm just never bored on that show and I think that's a big fear of a lot of people that you know they sign on to something that could go for years is like well what if this turns out to not be very interesting and that's just that's never going to be the case with anything that I think Noah is involved in exactly and you know he just he's also very good at attracting nice people I mean it sounds silly but like just like good people to work with like Bill Irwin Jermaine Clement Gene Smart Aubrey Plaza like Rachel Keller who was on Fargo with him like he knows that these are good people. They're going to bring good energy to a set, and it's just they're just fun people to play with. And I think you can't ask for anything more really from a from a show like that.
0: Is, is there any itch that's not being scratched right now creatively for you? Then <laughs> I mean, in terms of like, do you do you find yourself kind of losing sleep over like a kind of a, a I mean, role I, or
2: something that you're not getting no, access I, to? I think. In my own mind, I always wish I was were writing more. I, I think, and I, when I, whenever I get busy doing other things, that inevitably falls by the wayside. That falls, yeah. Um, but I'm getting better at sort of pairing up with people to develop some of those ideas, so that it's not just me lying awake at night, going, God, I wish I was doing this, but actually trying to, you know, nudge some of these things down the road. So. And when you when you talk about writing, are you talking about
0: writing for film or TV or A bit of both? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I never quite know what form and ideas going to take necessarily um, I'm always scribbling stuff right. um, and I, yeah definitely some, some screenplay ideas um, like what's the when, when eventually one of these gets made which it will <laughs>
0: what is there a commonality in terms of like what a Dan Stevens idea or, or effort like that looks like It could be genre, it could be tone, it could be something. I'm just curious, I mean, I have a sense of you having now talked to you a few times, but I'm just curious, like, what that outlet looks like in in
2: written form, um, and what... I think there's a certain kind of, like, irreverence, a certain kind of weirdness factor, um, you know, not sort of so out there, but I've always enjoyed that, like, slightly kind of, you know, something with a bit of a twist to it, you know, where Mm -hmm. it sort of looks like one thing, and then it's like, you know, like Mm -hmm. a sort of... Gondry or a Spike Jones type world where it's just like something is slightly skewed. Yeah. Um those kind of things have always always sort of appealed to me. And I guess, you know, Legion fits right into that where it's just like, oh, oh yeah. Um so I mean, yeah, talking about itches being scratched, I mean you know, Legion is doing a lot of a lot of that work for right. me right now. Um but I think, you know, um it won't look and feel like Legion, I'm sure, but you know, to take that spirit into some of the other work I do yeah. is is has already been very valuable, I think. Just the, the presence of mind that's required to take on Legion and just to sort of just be, yeah, just be present for each script that comes in rather than like, you know, I, I can't over-prepare. Right. But at the same time, I can I can sort of prepare myself to just take what comes in. Like yeah. that's, that you know, the script that came in for the episode last week, which is this sort of multiverse episode right. and, you know, however many different iterations of David, it was like, okay, I've got to be... I gotta be up for it, you know. Got yeah, to, you it's know, not the like, kind of
0: a part or a show where you just show up and read the lines. No,
2: not at all. And <laughs> it's, but at the same time, like I couldn't, you know, if if I sort of overthought my character and thought, well, this, this is who this is who David Holler is, and I, yeah. I can't possibly do that. Like, I, you know, I can't get in the way of it. You know, it's I've just right. got to just go with the flow, really, and it's quite a flow. I saw I saw uh, a
0: photo of you at an event in LA recently with uh, the great Gary Oldman was hosting oh, an event. Oh yeah, and
2: Paul Smith uh, dinner. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did, did
0: you get a, uh, do you know Gary at all? I mean, that, no, i like every, every actor and film buff like myself is like you know the god in our mind. like we all yeah, like to worship at the altar of Gary yeah, Oldman. Yeah, and
2: it was kind of a it was nice. They've they've been friends. He and Paul Smith, the, the designer, have been friends for many years, and he was coming through LA and just wanted to sort of host a kind of celebratory dinner, really. and, and you know now that the um, the dust is somewhat settled on the Oscar right. moment. You know, it was just like, I think he just turned 60 and Oscar year. And so, yeah, it was just a very cool, cool thing to be invited to. Yeah. What's, what's your you. Gary Oldman role of choice? Was there one that inspired you or Ooh. one that's... I don't know. I mean, I'm a big fan of that Dracula turn. Um, we could talk for an hour about yeah, that film. I mean... I'm obsessed with that film. I I, it's, it seems churlish to mention Tippy Toes in his Oscar year, but have you ever seen <laughs> yes, that film? Yes, yes. People need to look up that. People really need to see the trailer for that the trailer movie. Is because trailer That's all you need to see, really. And I, I, this, I mean Kate this Beckinsale with, and with the hugest respect for the man, but it's like... <laughs> The, the fact that you can do that and then go on to win an Oscar is, like, it, it should give everybody on the planet hope, I think. Oh, um,
0: right. He plays a, a dwarf. and He plays a little person, little
2: person. whose brother is Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, just, no, no, no. like, just go watch the trailer for Tiffy Toast. I don't know um, if I've
0: actually ever seen the film, but the trailer is, like, cut by clearly a company that, like, was not solvent, financially speaking.
2: It did not feel like it was a... I, I don't know what the financials were on that film. <laughs> um, but... No, I listen. Like Gary Oldman is—I mean—he's insanely talented. And I—you I like didn't him bring up tippy toes
0: like, to Gary Oldman, did, did you?
2: <laughs> did you? Did you mention tippy toes? Oh, Dan. Um, but I mean, even from like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, which yeah. is going way, way back with Tim Roth. You know, you could just see like the energy and just this kind of like, like a really, really passionate performer. Yeah. And I think you know, like everything he gives to that to that Dracula as well. Oh. You know. Um, it's just, it's so beautiful and lush and weird and kind of, yeah. It's That's just a, a delight, really is. Fantastic. And to be fair to Tippy Toes, like, he goes for it. Like, he's yes. not, like, there's not no hard it measures. In. Like, nope. he's really, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. Um, but I love just to sort of, you know, it's, it's important. I like balance. I like remembering, you know. Yes. the The good with the bad. And, right. and, um, so what
0: shall we see of your work that uh, oh, balances geez. out the, the Downton
2: Abbey's and the Legion? I don't know if I've quite, if I've made my Tippy Toes yet. Um, <laughs> I think that's, like, it's... Do you well, know, it was not, actually, it was a actually Aubrey for Blase. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tippy-toes, too. <laughs> um, it was Aubrey Blase who put me on set, because we enjoy, uh, you know, a love of, of sort of, you know, curious cinema, shall we right. say, like those f- films that might be forgotten yeah. by the uh, the everyday theatre-goer. Um, and we like to keep those, you know, keep, keep those current. And, yeah, yeah. and when she heard that I hadn't seen uh. it, she, in that moment, I think she was around at my apartment and she was like, we're watching it now. And she like, (laughs) she like cancelled her next like appointment was like, we're going to watch Tiffy Toes and she put it on and we just made, like made me sit through the whole movie. Um, I mean, it's important to share these things. No, it is. I think, yeah.
0: If listeners take nothing else from this conversation, um, <laughs> keep checking out Legion. If yeah. you haven't caught up in season two, check it out. Yeah, watch Legion first. And then maybe, And then, for you know, contrast. For dessert. For dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, which, yeah. A which, little digestif. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Go see the great uh, Gary Oldman
2: uh, Oscar winner. Yeah. In. And t- it was t- Alfred t- Molina was the writer. You narrator. got it. I'm on the one special. Would, I told you it would you come it. to me just in time, just in the Malina nick of time. Was was narrating? What Once a voice! Upon time what an actor had it. Yeah, he had a week where he couldn't make it. So
0: Look, there are worse things to be than to be offered Molina's backup. Hey, I'm happy to be there. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> um, it's always good to catch up with you, man. I'm sad we've lost you as a New Yorker, but I don't know. be a stranger. I won't be at all. Um, you're always welcome here. And uh, again, great work on Legion. As Thank as always, you man. so much. I'll talk to you soon. All right.